Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essay speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. We would also like to inform you of an upcoming Sexaholics Anonymous Internet Marathon. Around the World in 24 Hours will take place starting at noon Universal Time on November 29th and will end promptly at noon Universal Time on November the 30th. It's free to register online at www.sim.sexaholicsanonymous.eu. Thank you very much, and without further ado, welcome to The Daily Reprieve. Um, actually, hold on a minute. Okay. Um, good afternoon, everyone, and good morning if you're um, <coughs> if you're anywhere around the uh, uh, anywhere closer to the Pacific than I am. Um, <coughs> I. Uh, um, the reason why I just uh, got up and um, <clears throat> had to leave for a minute was because uh, because I'm at work and sometimes uh, you know even though I have plenty of downtime, which is why I agreed to do this, uh, sometimes I am uh, <clears throat> I might be uh, asked to uh, to do something. Usually it doesn't take longer than like a minute or two, so I uh, um, so I didn't figure it would be uh, it would be a problem. Um, Anyway, so how it was like, what happened, and what uh, what it's like now. Um, I had quite a difficult uh, um, today. I'm just going to uh, focus on um, on fears, resentments, and uh, you know. <clears throat> And and ego, those were the biggest uh, things that um, <clears throat> that drove me on, that made me um, <clears throat> that that made me start uh, coming to these uh, to these rooms. When um, when I was uh, you know like <clears throat> when I was younger, I was very. Um, you know, I was very closed off, somewhat in my own little world. I actually um, have a. Uh, um, when I was younger, I was actually uh, diagnosed with Asperger's, which is, um, which really is uh, maybe closer today to uh, to a nonverbal learning disorder. But whatever, these are like a very. Um, how do you say it? They're very. Uh, It's uh, it just makes it difficult for me to a uh, little at least a little more difficult than usual to um, to connect with people to uh, um, you know to talk to them to uh, um, do things like making eye contact and uh, modulate my tone of voice and uh, you know sometimes I would make people feel uncomfortable and it didn't. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> I had to actually go to a special school to learn how to, um, you know, to learn how to uh, um, 
how to read people's body language and, uh, and respond appropriately. And, you know, even with, uh, even with all that, I was, um, you know, I was bullied quite a lot as a child. It was very, um, you know, like other kids could tell I was uh, different, and because since kids are cruel, um, they uh, they did all kinds of uh, <coughs> they pulled all kinds of uh, nasty tricks on me, and sometimes I wouldn't even get that they had pulled the trick, and other times I did, and I would just feel, you know, even though like uh, even though a lot of the time I would just stand there grinning like an idiot, I. <laughs> Um, inside, I felt like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> and just would feel very, um, very, very hurt. Um, so <clears throat> when I started, uh, um, when I started coming to these uh, to these rooms, I realized, well, <clears throat> first of all, when I did my uh, um, when I did my second step, the first step was to admit that I was powerless, that I could, uh, that I could clearly see. I had been, uh, um, I, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was not able to stop for, <laughs> um, for more than, uh, um, I don't know, for more than a day, <laughs> and. I felt such guilt and shame. There were many, um, and because uh, you know, because I'm Jewish, I went to uh, um, I went to my rabbis. Many of them didn't have any idea what um, uh, what to do with me. A lot of them just said, uh, "Try harder. Don't do it." <laughs> and finally, I came to um, I came to one rabbi who told me. If you want to stop, you have two options. You, um, you can either try holding it back by your own willpower, or you can try essay. So, I, um, you know, uh, as you would expect, I tried, uh, I tried hard to um, to stop it, and failed. So. I uh, so I started coming to the rooms. I got a sponsor and I started working the steps. The first step <laughs> had to do it quite a few times before I uh, was able to get the hang of writing it down as unmanageability, not as boastful replay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the second step, <sighs> I realized that uh, <laughs> first of all, um, you know. I, uh, the problem wasn't that I didn't believe in God. The problem was that I thought I, that I thought I was God. <laughs> that I thought I could uh, I could take care of everything by myself. And if something didn't happen, <laughs> that, uh, that something didn't go my way, I would fight tooth and nail to try to uh, to get it to happen. And sometimes it would just make things worse. Also, I realized that. Uh, that the God of my understanding previously had been someone who I, um, who I interpreted as like being very, very 
strict and uh, and punishing someone who I uh, who I would uh, who I would have to uh, who I would have to come to him and uh, and beg him for uh, and beg him for forgiveness for every um, every time I uh, I did something wrong that uh, and if uh, if in general because of uh, you know because of being on the spectrum I I felt like uh, I felt like my uh, like the like the people around me um, <coughs> couldn't stand me. I must have imagined that uh, that God couldn't stand me either. Why did He leave me alive? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so after that, I tried to. Um, so once I started working my second step, I came to um, I came to believe that uh, you know that this um, in a uh, in a better version of God. And then my sponsor did something very simple. He said, "Okay, you want to do the third step? Sure." Um, he said, "Okay." Now, <clears throat> together with me, God. I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. And my sponsor told me then, there, you just did the third step. That was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, he didn't exactly say that, but uh, you get the point. The um, <clears throat> So finally, I got up to the fourth step, and I started opening, um, opening myself up, and looking, uh, looking inside. And I thought, on the surface, I was a regular person, not so, uh, you know, um, pretty easygoing, nothing, uh, you know, pretty uh, courageous, fearless. Nothing could, uh, nothing could hurt me. I looked under there, and it was like looking under a rotten. Uh, it was like looking under an old rotten log in the middle of the forest. I was creeped out by what I saw under there. <laughs> there was so much. There was there were so many resentments. Just the resentments. The first time I the first time I got up to the fourth step. My sponsor told me to uh, to start again at step one every time I relapsed. So the first time I did the uh, I did a fourth step before um, before the uh, my current uh, uh, my current sobriety date. Um, <clears throat> I looked at the um, I started looking at the people uh, at the people I was I resented and I was like, <laughs> what is this? And I just couldn't stand it. I didn't want to like look at it. I just didn't feel comfortable. So I, uh, you know, so I didn't do it for a while. I didn't do it, and then I relapsed. <laughs> so I started again, step one, step two, step three. Then I, uh, then I started. Uh, then I tackled step four again. And this time I got through the uh, the resentments with no problem. Yeah, there were people I resented. Okay. Then I got up the fears, and I found that I was afraid of things like taking a shower, brushing my teeth, 
It was crazy. <laughs> I was even afraid of getting out of bed in the morning. And, you know, and uh, my sponsor helped me see that underlying a lot of my fears was a desire to keep um, to keep going with self-will, trying to uh, you know trying to do what I uh, what I wanted, and that was not helping me. It most certainly was not helping me. It was that was a mess <laughs> because of it. So. Um, So I live in uh, in Brooklyn, New York, um, and um, last uh, I think it was it might have even been like um, I don't remember when exactly it was, but it was quite a while ago. I went to um, <coughs> I made the uh, I made the trip to uh, uh, to Crown Heights to meet with my uh, with my sponsor who I had then. I have a uh, I have another sponsor now because my current sponsor left the program. He's stayed, uh, but he stayed clean uh, um, even without it, as far as I've heard. Um, <clears throat> so um, I went and I spent a few hours going over my fears and resentments. I even uh, shared some guilt. There was a lot of there was a lot of guilt that I felt. I was just uh, and this wasn't just regular guilt. It was guilt on steroids. <laughs> this is like, um, this is like, I do something wrong. My, um, <laughs> I, uh, I realize I did something wrong, and then I beat myself to a pulp over it. I tell myself. Solomon, you no good, dirty, rotten varmint. How could you do this? How could you do that? This is... <laughs> do you realize what you did? How could you? <laughs> do you have no shame? You know, just I would just yell at myself. Just, um, <clears throat> just feel so angry and upset and furious at myself. As and no matter how angry someone, anyone was at me, he could not be angrier at me than I was at myself for doing that. So I just, uh, you know, thank, uh, thanks to this program, I've become a lot more, um, particularly because of my fifth step and fourth and fifth step, I was, I became much more aware of times when I'm beating myself up and I can just nip it in the bud um, or give it up just ask God God I am powerless over the guilt I want you to handle it for me today <sighs> then I um, I did step six I was entirely willing that took a little while because first I needed to uh, um, first, I needed to uh, to do some step work on step six, um, just to like see exactly how all these uh, um, how all these um, character defects were messing up my life. And then I became entirely. Uh, and then I humbly asked God to remove my shortcomings. And God didn't take them away right away. 
didn't take away everything. There's still like, uh, you know, a smidgen left here, a smidgen left there. Because I'm still human. I still have, uh, you know, I still have desires. I still have, um, there are times when I still have a temper. There are times when uh, when I feel impatient or when I feel irritable. But the uh, But today I'm living mostly free from it. Well, I've also been taking uh, an SSRI, but <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, but I definitely would not have been there today without this, uh, without this program. Steps eight and nine, um, I've had to, uh, you know, make a list of all the people who I had, uh, who I had harmed. There were plenty of people who I have harmed, and some of them like you know it still bothers me today that I did this that, that I that I did things to them and some of the people I called up they had either they had either forgotten about it or they uh, or they forgave me entirely or they figured it wasn't uh, it wasn't as big of a deal as I had made it that was wonderful another thing that was amazing is that I didn't have to uh, make amends to all the uh, um, to all the uh, um, to all the women I had objectified or rubbed up against on the uh, on the subway, or all the uh, families of the little girls who I had uh, let sit on my lap and uh, and uh, you know and 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 stroke them, because that would have caused a lot more harm than good. I was not. Uh, <laughs> I could not have. Uh, you know that's uh, that's the uh, the essence of the ninth step. Made amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So, for those, I've come to realize I have to make a living amends by praying for those people, by um, by avoiding doing that whenever the opportunity presents itself. And <clears throat> lately. I found that uh, that I'm even able to um, that I'm even able to shake w women's hands without getting aroused. I did it last night. Previously, any time I would uh, I would shake a woman's uh, <clears throat> a woman's hand, like lust fireworks would go off in my mind, and I would be like, "Boo!" <laughs> and now I'm just wow. <laughs> this is another human being. That's it. <laughs> Just like another person. For a while, I had to like, uh, um, I had to look at, um, I had to like look at a, uh, look at a girl, try to imagine her as a guy, and say, "God, please help him," <laughs> because that's how much, uh, <clears throat> that's how closely I associated um, <clears throat> women with lust. Thank God, today I do not feel that way. <laughs> So, step ten. I've kept uh, um, making journals. Uh, I've continued keeping a journal. I wish I could have kept the. Um, I wish I could do it a little better than I've been doing it. Be perfectly honest. Um, like the uh, like the big book says, no one among us has been able to um, to maintain a perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is, we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. 
I, you know, I know that I'm not a saint. This, you know, this program is for, uh, is for f flesh and blood imperfect humans. <laughs> it's not for angels. <laughs> if we were angels, we wouldn't have even made it to this program. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got to speak for myself. I know I'm not an angel. <laughs> God knows I'm not an angel. He didn't make me one. <laughs> so, I just try to do as much as, uh, <clears throat> as much as I can. And, uh, that's what I've uh, been doing for the past uh, 250 days that I've uh, that I've remained sober by God's grace, by the grace of my higher power. And one last, um, and uh, I see I'm not going to have much time to uh, talk about uh, my 11th step. But one last thing that I. Um, that I've and anyway, I'm still working on my eleventh step, and it's nowhere near perfect. Um, <clears throat> so, one last thing that uh, that I just want to share is that um, is that one time early um, early in this current streak of sobriety, I called up an old timer, and I shared with him that I feel like you know, whenever I'm thinking about surrendering myself to God, I see uh, I see God as like this surgeon whose credentials I don't know, whose knife I'm expected to go under. And this old timer, being very, um, being very smart, very wise, and understanding, he told me, "God is not outside of you; He is inside of you." And that was such a relief. Okay, maybe this has to do a little bit with uh, with the eleventh step, because <clears throat> sought through, uh, the eleventh step is thought, sought through prayer and meditation uh, to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only knowledge for knowledge of His will for us and the ability to carry that out. So previously, I had uh, um, I had thought that God is out there, God is up in heaven, and I have to scream and yell and you know and just force myself to um, <clears throat> exert myself to um, to get uh, to get a response from him but I don't today I know that I don't God is inside of me he does not have to um, <clears throat> thank God he does not have to that he doesn't have to uh, uh, he doesn't need me to yell in order for him to hear me he is always there and always ready to hear me. And I've been trying to, uh, um, I've been trying my best to remember that. There are times when I forget it. I'm a human being after all. But I try to remember it as much as possible because if I don't remember it, I cannot stay sober. Thank you very much for letting me share.